Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 523 of the Drunk Dashers podcast. I'm your host, as always. I'm Tyler. And join me. We have the man, the myth, the legend himself, uh, Sir uh, Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, I'm doing all right. Still kind of tired, but at the same point, I'm interested in talking about the Game Awards. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we are here. This is an extra special episode for you guys. Uh, if you're if you're checking us out, oh, that's weird. Why are you posting this one on on the middle of the week? Well, we did a regular show. Yeah, you missed it. Five twenty two. Uh, checked it out. Came out a few days ago. Um, but yeah, this is our. Uh, we do this pretty. Much, we started doing this really last year. We usually talk about it, but we started making it its own little thing last year and actually kind of going uh, category by uh, category. And um, we we're going to talk about um, the twenty twenty two video game awards and all the the, the uh, nominations we're gonna go through it one by one give our predictions and what we think what you know kind of what we want to win maybe and what we think might win so um mm. yeah that's why we are here um so gables should we begin yes we shall all right give me a second here and i will click on this handy dan button right here a uh, boom and here we go we see all the categories now gables and i um so Gables can see my screen here. You can see the screen yes. here as well, people. If you're so, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see all that. If you're an audio listener, um, you can still get through this one fine. Uh, but this one, we will be going. Uh, we will we'll name all the stuff as well for you guys, but um, to make sure that you guys are able to uh, uh, know what's out there. But if you're uh, if you if you want this more be a little more visual, so maybe check out the uh, YouTube channel. Uh, look down in the show descriptions down below, and you will see um, said. Uh, YouTube link down there and also all the other links to all the other podcast uh, services that we are on. Uh, but Gables, let's, let's get into it here. We're just going to skip all the esports stuff. Um, we just, I mean, I understand why it's there. I'm glad it's there. People get some recognition and stuff, but um, that is just not our bag. So let's start off here um, with most anticipated game here. So we have, uh, this is recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the game medium forward. Uh, so what we have here right now is we have Final Fantasy 16, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So um, kind of a, kind of a weird list, I think. Um, I think it's a pretty good list. Uh, I thought the Hogwarts Legacy initially was kind of like, why is that there? Um, and not that I think that game's be bad or anything, but I'm like, man, there's gonna be there's so many other games out there. I, so I, I went through like a quick search. For like what's kind of got 2023 release dates, or not even dates, but just 2023 as a as a date, um, and there's not a lot that officially have 2023 released uh, as a, as like a release year. So I was looking like, oh, there's Dead Space, um, there's uh, Spider-Man 2 is in there, but we haven't heard about that game since like last September. No. So it's been over a year now. So I'm sure a lot of people when they voted didn't even think about this. A lot of these games have been just kind of like, I mean. Some of these games, like you look at, it's like these games we've been hearing about a lot, and you can't. I mean, you you, don't, you understand why they're here. So, I think. I mean, w- once I looked at it, and it broke down. I'm like, no, yeah, that makes. I I can see that why that that made the list. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at it here, Gables. I mean, what's your thoughts on on what we got here for for games? Well, you know what? Initially, I had kind of the same reaction as you had and stuff like that. Hogwarts Legacy, I didn't really picture it as being like one of the games and stuff that would be like one of the more most anticipated. But I can understand why it was nominated. Mm-hmm. But uh, in regards to what we have in general, it's it's interesting because four out of the five here, I could argue that it could win mm-hmm. like most anticipated in regards to some aspects. But 
when I, it comes to hmm. when it comes to my personal thoughts of what may win this category in regards to the most anticipated, I'm struggling to go between three games here. And that's because of how hyped up one game is, which is Starfield. You know, it's been in development for over how many years now? I mean, they announced it six years ago. Yeah. At this point, once a one, I think 2017, so six years when it finally comes out for, really, for announcement. But yeah, it's been, I mean, this has been the lead development since what? When was 76, fall 76? Was that 2017? So yeah, six years. Yeah. I mean, we, we wouldn't wait for this game at that point. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's in the end, it's really between Zelda and Starfield. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I'll admit personally, uh, I did vote for, for these. Um, I voted for Resident Evil 4 because that's personally what I'm most excited for of these five games. Um, and I mean, I think four of these games are for sure. Are, well, I, for me, Final Fantasy, Resident Evil 4, and Zelda are like for sure pickups for me. Starfield, I'll try because it's on Game Pass, but I'm not like super pumped for that one personally. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I my if if prediction, what I think will win, I think it's gonna be Zelda. But I, I think Starfield, I think it's, I would not be shocked if Starfield won it. If any, if any of the other three won it, I'd be surprised. All right. So here's what I initially have thought. You know, I actually kind of thought a little bit differently than you in regards to the two that may go between what I would personally go forth and like, and like for the most anticipated because you have Resident Evil 4 and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom because as much as Starfield has been touted and stuff and has been in development since this time, I still feel like that there is still a bunch of excitement, a bunch of buzz that probably is going to equip Star like like eclipse Starfield in regards to some of the stuff. Like with the early part of the year with Resident Evil 4, I could see people wanting to go for them and say that's their most anticipated game because yeah. it looks it, great. It's so close, yeah. So it's Mar- it's so March. close. Yeah. But I'm also going to agree with you, though, in regards to I kind of feel the same way that The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is going to be that game that's going to be labeled the most anticipated because of the fact that when it was initially showcased and the title was revealed and stuff and like how vague a lot of the stuff was portrayed and stuff, it definitely has that aspect of, hey. I want more of this. I want more of this. I want to see more. I want to see more gameplay. I want to know this and that and stuff. Because here's the thing. Throughout every single one of the presentation for these games, when they were initially released and stuff, well, in trailers that they were initially showcased and stuff, yeah. Final Fantasy 16, you know, that was that was a great trailer, I would admit. You know, the first thing, it was kind of a little bit awkward at first, though. I mean... Hogwarts Legacy, yeah, that was a cool introduction and stuff like that. Resident Evil 4, holy fuck. When that yeah. thing... The more we see... Forth, the more we see, the more it looks fantastic. Yeah. Starfield, when it first was released, it was kind of like, yeah, this is Starfield. You're like, yeah, just not too much like here or there. It's just the whole shock that Starfield is actually coming out on his damn system. Yeah. <laughs> coming out yeah, is I, what got people going through and excited about it. But yeah. ever since the initial gameplay trailer that was showcased for Starfield... I mean, people have had like, like back and forth. So like, okay, is this, is this looking good? Is this like kind of similar to something else, you know, or is this kind of like a little bit of repetitive or something? What, what else is there for this game? You know, blah, blah, blah. And so on and so forth with that. But, uh, I can 
definitely say with a certain bit of confidence, like confidence and stuff like that, where Tears of the Kingdom, it definitely has that whole mystique portion of it because it's a new Zelda game since Breath of the Wild. It has quintessentially, it's quintessentially the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yeah, obviously that was but, the title. For, I mean that 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 was the title longer than Tears of the Kingdom was the title. Well, yeah, yeah, and it's just there's been so much hype and so much presentation that has been built around tears of the kingdom where it feels organically like the most anticipated game. So that's pretty much the reason why I feel like that is going to win that category. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Starfield, we just haven't had that big push yet. We've just gotten that big. Yeah. We had the E3 showing or the summer game fest showing last year, but we haven't had the push yet. And I think when that push comes, Maybe that will change his mind. I think I there is a subsection. There's a huge subsection of people that are just like that will play anything Bethesda that will vote for this. That's that's why I think it'll be absolutely. A, I think at worst they'll be number two. But all right, so we're 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 both predicting Zelda though. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next one here. Best adaption. So this is like uh, the recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically uh, adopts adapts a video game to another entertainment medium so we have arcane uh league of legends cyberpunk edge runners the cuphead show sonic the hedgehog 2 uncharted um well we know what's not gonna be that <laughs> yeah definitely uh fuck uncharted uh I, I, so this one i did not vote on uh just because i i i've only ever seen uncharted and that movie's fucking trash um this is a good one because i think I can definitely see Sonic winning because of the popularity contest because more people have seen it. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then also I think about like, okay, but like the audience for Game Awards. This is, you know, I mean, I I wouldn't be shocked if if either of these won. I, I, mean, I think Cuphead actually was. I think, like, I to me personally, I would immediately eliminate Uncharted and then probably the Cuphead show because I think that kind of just came and went. I don't, I didn't really yeah. hear a lot of a huge amount of buzz for that game. Or that that's that show. Um, Arcane blew up, but blew, was huge. But that was early in the year. I have not heard anything else more from Arcane League of Legends since the beginning of the year. Yeah. So and Cyberpunk was, I think, last month, August, something like that. Or like it was like somewhere in the last couple months here. Uh, so to me, it's between personally between Cyberpunk Edge Runners and Sonic Tedshock 2. I agree with you. <laughs> huh. I, I I just think I, I this is what's tough because like you like all right popularity contest yeah like I said Sonic the Hedgehog two wins this because it's just it's I mean it was it was in the theaters uh, but I mean we saw what Edge Runners did to Steam sales just Steam sales alone for Cyberpunk because that series was so good and so popular it systematically re-sparked people's interest into investing yeah. into Cyberpunk 2077 and that those fans, that same fans that were disappointed when the game initially released are now going back and actually downloading, rebuying the game as in result from that. Yeah. So, I... I'm going to predict because of that Cyberpunk Hedgerunners, but... I don't think if it's kind of like it's like a Starfield Zelda thing to me where like neither would neither would shock me between Sonic and Cyberpunk. But right. I think because of the audience um, and so 90 percent of the votes um, 
there's some categories where it's like fan voted. I think uh, most anticipated is fa- is all fan voted. Uh, everything else though will be, uh, except for a couple like accessibility and esports that's voted differently, uh, and I think uh, content creator is different as well. Uh, but um, everything else, ninety percent of votes come from the people that initially made the nominations, and then ten percent come from fans. And I think right. the people that make the nominations, um, a lot of those people probably are going to pick Cyberpunk. Yeah, I do agree with you. Where it feels like from how the fans will vote and also how like the people that are responsible for the nominations and stuff to begin with, you know, how they're going to be voting as well, the judges and stuff. This is going to be one of those cases to where it is going to be between Cyberpunk Edge Runners and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And quite honestly, I don't think a lot of the judges are going to go and get into the favor for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I think more or less that it's going to be mostly fans that will vote for Cyberpunk Edge Runners in regards to that stuff. And I think that's going to eclipse the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 votes. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Cyberpunk Edge Runners as well right. for that category. Yeah. And I also think like Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is like, it's by far the most popular, but I don't think it's like. It's a it's a good movie, but I think like Cyberpunk Edge Runner sounds like people think it's fantastic. So, right, um, yeah. Well, let's move on to the next one here. We have best debut indie. So this is for the best uh, debut game created by a new independent studio. Uh, so what we have here is we have Neon White, uh, Norco, which I had never heard of to be fair, and it actually just it's been on like PC for a long time now. Apparently people love it, but it actually just came to consoles this week, and it's actually on Game Pass as well. This come this came this week, but it's like a point-and-click adventure game. Um, Stray, uh, the cat game. Tunic, uh, the fox game. That's a Zelda game. That's also a Dark Souls game. And then also Vampire Survivors, which I've heard nothing but praise about. Uh, it came out early access in January and finally just went 1.0 about a month or so ago and just came to Game right. Pass uh, like two weeks ago. This is one of those games that's on my, like, I want to play this game for the game for the, before the year is over for like my my game of the year stuff, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't. I don't Gables, have you seen game? Have you seen Vampire Survivors? Have you seen anything about this game? I have seen a little bit about the game. I actually was watching one of uh, a Twitch stream and stuff like that by. Uh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! There's this one. There's this one woman that I generally like watching in regards to like some of her gameplay stuff, and that was like. Uh, Aaron plays. Yeah, oh, okay. it's the it's the girlfriend of Mike Matei and stuff like that that oh. they used to do like the whole like collaborate with uh, Angry Video Game Nerds yes. and stuff like yep. that. Yeah, I'm, but I'm uh, she was playing a lot of vampires like survivors and stuff, and I was just kind of curious, what is this game about? And it's it's quite essentially kind of like one of those like stick shooters, you know, in regards to that stuff. Yeah, twin stick shooter. Yep. Yeah, but uh, I I think that Vampire Save like survivors and stuff like that is a good game and stuff, but from what I've seen, but in terms of this category and stuff, there are three strong contenders here for best indie game debut. And uh, the thing about it is, like, I feel like that... I feel like that uh, for games like with Neon White and Tunic, I mean, good games in and of themselves and stuff like that, but I kind of feel like it's going to go to Norco for this case and scenario. Wow. Only because the reason why I feel that way is because, one, it has it has a huge dedicated Steam fan base. 
in yeah. regards to that audience and stuff. It released earlier on this year. It's gotten some of the most like some of the best reviews upon Open Critic and Metacritic alike and stuff. I think it was like what a ninety three. Yeah, it's uh, we were looking at like the some of the highest rated games on Open Critic a couple weeks ago. Yeah, off the podcast, and I was like that. I was like, what the fuck is Norco? And then like yeah, like a week later, here it is. It's being nominated for uh, a game award. So yeah, um, I've I've seen the great reviews that this game has been getting on open critic. I have not really delved into the content of the game itself, but here's the thing. This is a tough ass category because this is a great these, fucking this list. is great. Yeah. Because I absolutely love neon white. That game is fantastic. Stray was a good game. Stray's Tunic, a very good game. Yes. Hard as hell, but yet it's still a fun ass game. People love that game. and like that game. Yes. 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 Like vampire survivors and stuff. Obviously we just covered over that. And in Norco, Norco, I feel like is gonna is going to win this category, and that's because there's going to be so much division between, okay. like, a slew of like three games. I think like Dion White, Norco, Stray are going to be like going through and like just getting all this random, you know, support or like just random yeah. like, cutting off stuff. It's legitimately split the, the votes. Only... Yeah, it's going to split the votes a lot. I feel like this is the one category I thought this entire list where I feel like this is the best representation of the best indie games of this year. Hmm. And that's just hilarious, though, because every single one of these games in this category for a debut indie game, each stand on their own is like a good game or a yeah. fantastic game. Yeah. Um, man, I'm like the total. Like, so Norco was the first one I immediately eliminated from this one. Right. Um, and I was like, man, like, cause I think of those. Uh, so I, I, to my, in my brain, I eliminated Norco. Yeah. Uh, I mainly I voted for Stray, but that's the one I really played. I did play a little bit of Tunic. Yeah. That's just not for me. Um, you know, and I definitely want to check out the other games, but like what? Stray was the yeah. one I played. Um, I beat that game. I really like that game. Uh, yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, I like that game a, too. It is definitely a contender for my top 10 game list, but it, um, I think. I spent, I've been thinking about this one a lot in my brain. Like I was doing like a ranking. If I had a, like, that's kind of what I do. Sometimes like, I'll like, I'll like, so like slowly knock them out. So like Norco was five tunic was four for me. Um, I think vampire survivors could have that recency win where it hit 1.0, but about a few weeks ago, like about a month ago, it really blew up again. Uh, right when the voting came out. So that probably helps to get nominations. So maybe that will help it get votes. Uh, especially coming to Game Pass, um, Stray by far is the most popular game because I mean that yeah. was that was that blew up all. I mean that was on the fucking like the news. People were talking about that game because how popular it was. The cats watching their owners play the game. Um, <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, okay. So I, I took out Vampire Survivors. I got the Neon White because that was that was a moment. I remember we, yes, we, I talked absolutely. about that. We're like. We were so excited for uh, Shredder's Revenge to come out, TMNT, but it came out the same day as Neon White, and it ate its lunch. Uh, That's the thing, man. It's like I absolutely do want Neon White to win this category because it truly is a yeah, fantastic. So that would be game. your vote. That one more moment, yeah, quintessentially. But I feel like Norco is going to okay. win this. So, so yeah, because I, like I was thinking, okay, Neon White came out in like mid mid June, mm-hmm. and that was the game that everybody talked about until mid July. When Stray came out. Yep. So my my prediction is Stray. Just okay. based off of, I don't think it's 
And like I said, it's the only one I played, but I don't think if, if I bet it's probably like if you were to rank the best games, if like they told they told all these people to like to vote and rank in order how good they thought the game was, I wouldn't be shocked to Stray was fifth. Uh, but I do mm. think because of how big it was, how popular it was, I think Stray will win. Let's move on. Yeah. So I think we could skip content creator of the year, Gables. Um, yeah. I personally voted for Nibel. Uh I would vote for Nibel as well. I mm. fucking uh Nibel it was very important to me because he was a big part of uh putting this show together putting the podcast together because honestly he would post he put everything really well together in a um in a in a nicely summed up uh fashion and he was really he was just he was so fucking good. Uh every time I I miss the trending gamer thing. I I understand the content creator of the year. And I'm not, we don't have to predict this thing, but I just want to, like, we can talk about gripes and, stuff, like, snubs, stuff like that. If we want to talk about them well, as we go. Um, but I understand why they go to content creator of the year because way more people are going to watch because Carl Jacobs is there. Ludwig is there. Like, these people are, we don't know who they are, but they get millions and millions or hundreds of thousands of viewers. So they have millions of followers. Like, they're huge. So I get, as a business, why you do that over just a trending gamer. Um, but I wish there was a way you could do both. Like maybe do trending gamer and do do streamer of the year. Um, Cause yeah, I, I do really. kind of miss the old way. And maybe it's just as we get older and we get aged out of this category where it's like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. So, uh, but yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> but it seems like every, I mean the last like four or five years, I'm like, I don't know a single person in this. So, um, but yeah, I'm hoping Nival wins it. Um, uh, but I, I miss Nightball. I hope that he wins it and we finally figure out who he is because that would be a perfect way to end the cycle of Nightball of him coming on stage and revealing who he is. Or she. We don't even know if it's a boy or a girl. So. That'd be funny. It's like Jeff Grubb in a mask. <laughs> I hope it's Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh, my that's, God. That's my prediction. It's um, uh, Yuji, Yuji Naka. It's, he was Nightball all along. Uh <laughs> Moving on, though. The best multiplayer. Uh, so what we have here is we have Call of Duty Modern for 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, Team and T-Shirt's Revenge. I personally voted for Splatoon 3. Uh, I only played, I played a little bit of Overwatch 2. I don't like Overwatch. It's not, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just don't like it. Multiverses, I played a little bit of it. It's fine. Call of Duty Modern for 2, I'm sure it's fantastic. Sounds like it is. Team and T-Shirt's Revenge uh, is probably my favorite game on this list, but I didn't play multiplayer. Uh, but I know people that did play it loved it. Um, Gibbles, I mean, what 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 are you, what are you thinking here, man? Uh, let's see. I do like Splatoon three in its regards, though. But I kind of feel like the multiplayer stuff is going to go to Modern Warfare two. I, I really feel that. I don't. Th- I really don't think. I don't think Call of Duty is gonna win. I think it's honestly. Think so? I think it's multiverses and Call of Duty are the, the bottom two in this one, just based off the audience for this. I th- yeah, you would think that, right? But so that's you know? sometimes you get in the head game where it's like you start to think about okay, what's the audience going to do here? Because I don't think m- most people that are like the the media side of this that's voting that gets the ninety percent of the vote and the ten percent the fans I feel like the vote. media is going to try to if there was the media it would vote for Modern Warfare two. I don't think it will because I mean <laughs> I, I really don't because I think the majority of I I think honestly I really think it's between Overwatch two and Splatoon three. 
Because I don't think what you have that too, because I kind of feel like that that could play a role to that because of because uh, I don't fan yeah. voting. I don't but... think I don't think the media is like they're not. I think a lot of them have moved off of Call of Duty. And you look at reviews; reviews aren't great for that game. So, um, I mean, it's like a seventy-six on on Open Critic, so it's not like blow away great. Um, I feel like I mean, it's definitely like there's. I, I think the audience of Call of Duty is the same audience that's always been for Call of Duty. Um, yeah, so that's why I multiverses. I think it had its time. It's multiverses kind of, came and went. Yeah, I, it's the lowest tier in this list, and yeah. I kind of feel like Overwatch Two is is definitely around the tier right there, where it's like either three or four on this list. I hmm. really don't see it as like a top. I I think it's at worst two. Okay, because I, I think the people that like there's a lot of, there's a ton of issues with Overwatch Two, but the people all come back to say it's kind of like I was talking about with Pokemon. On the last episode, where it's like, there's a ton of issues here, but like I like playing this game so much that I get past it, and that's kind of what I've been hearing about when I hear people talk about Overwatch Two and people that like that have like that help vote on these categories and all these nominees. Where like that's kind of their mindset. Like, man, I'm really frustrated by the business side of this stuff, uh, but I still love the loop in playing this game. So it's like, right, and I wonder if like. You know, maybe you know, being free to play is going to help. Um, I voted for Splatoon three, like I said. Okay. Um, I w- I want Shredder's Revenge to win. Yeah, uh, I do too. Just because I love that game the most of this list, but I my prediction is Overwatch two. Okay, yours is Overwatch two. Mine's is Modern Warfare two. Okay, all right. <laughs> I should have kept track of this. I'll go back and watch this. Keep track of this. What to like loser has to do something. Um. All right, best sports racing game. Um, so this, I'm sorry, I had to laugh. About yeah, I mean, this list is always kind of whatever every year. It's just kind of it's. I understand why they put this list together because there's not enough racing games and there's not enough like different sports games to like make a list of five um, for this. Uh, we have FIFA 20, uh, 22, uh, or I'm sorry, F one twenty two, FIFA twenty three. NBA 2K23, Grand Turismo 7, and Ollie Ollie World. Um, I'm picking Ollie Ollie World with a bullet. I am too. Yeah. I Why? feel like you all ahead. these other games are so like fucking. They're annual. Are, they're just Pro annual 7. games and stuff besides Grand Turismo 7. But yeah. Grand Turismo 7 has its own issues as well and stuff, which I just would rather go with Ollie Ollie World in this case and scenario because it's like. I know what the games play like inside of that series and stuff so far. I've not tried Ollie Ollie World, but at the same time, it looks like a breath of fresh air as opposed to all the other sports racing yeah. games in the category. Yeah, and then like, it's usually the game that's like different. That's like not the annual game that gets here. Like I'm, all these games, I'm, I'm sure are great. Uh, I heard GT Seven is is people love that game. It's just yeah, the microtransaction stuff is is the problem with that game. Um, yeah, but it's like last year was Forza Horizon 5. Uh, and I think, I mean, I think all the other worlds could be that game on this list. And because um, right. it's the one that's not, it's not the same as the others. It's not an annual game. It's not, it's not GTA 7 or GT 7. Um, so, all right, let's move on. Um, best sim and strategy game. Um, so we have Dune Spice Wars, uh, which okay. I honestly didn't know was out. And apparently it came out a long time. Well, it was been early access. It's officially out now. 
And it's actually huh. on Game Pass as well now. Or it's either now or next week. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Total War, uh, Total War Warhammer 3. Two Point Campus Victoria 3. Um, I don't know the other games well enough. I know Total War uh, Warhammer 3 reviewed really well because that was one of those games that like I drafted in our final Fantasy uh, Critic League. Um, but I'm going to just pick Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope because that's I voted for that because that's the only one I played. Uh, I don't know Sim strategy games super duper well, um, but yeah, I think it's gonna. I, I just think it's it's at this point it's a popularity contest, and I'm gonna go with Sparks of Hope. Yeah, that definitely is the safe bet right there, going with Sparks of Hope though. But um, hmm. yeah, I'm gonna go with that as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just we don't know these other games so well. So um, let's move on. Best family game. For the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. So I've been hearing, I, I, I hear it every year, but I've seen it. It seems more vocal this year from like the people that actually like help vote for these nominees where like some of these categories, like they're a little too vague or they wish they would like kind of change it up a little bit because the best family category uh, is basically always kind of been called the Nintendo category. Uh, and yeah. uh, we have five games here. Four of them are Nintendo games. We have Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Mario plus Rapid Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, Between 3. So the, the, the question a lot of people have is like, is this game you play with your family or is this more family appropriate game like your kids can play? Because Sparks of Hope isn't, is a single player game. Um, so there's that. Kirby is a two player game, but it's not, it's, uh, Everybody says that playing as a second player sucks. Um, Switch Sports, that game was like a 71 open critic, and everybody's like, it's not that good of a game. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, Splatoon 3. That's I, what I'm thinking. I, I voted Kirby because I think it's my it's my favorite game on this list. Uh, but, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's going to be Splatoon 3. But uh, um, I think I would not be shocked if Lego Star Wars wins it. But I think it's Splatoon three. Like, if I had to pick a two, it'd be it'd be Star Wars. But yeah, I'm going with you. Splatoon three. Um, I don't know if, if there's any. Do you do you have any thoughts on on this on this list otherwise though? To be perfectly honest, though, I don't have too much like to offer in regards to it. I mean, it's basically like a Nintendo category right yeah. here. Besides Lego Star Wars, it's gone multiple platform. Yeah. For this one as well, but uh, for the ones that I've seen on this list and for the ones I've actually played and enjoyed. I think Splatoon 3 would be the one that would win. Yeah, it makes sense. So, um, let's move on, though. Best fighting game. <laughs> this is this is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. Uh, for the best game design primarily around head-to-head combat. We have, the- <laughs> we have DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R, The King mm-hmm. of Fighters 15, Multiverses. And my favorite fighting game of, of 2022, Sifu. Okay, this is the category where I don't understand the selections for this fucking category. I mean, granted, 2022, this was a weak year in regards to re- releases of fighting games. And they do, to be fair, uh, Jeff Keighley has talked about where, like, you can vote on games that weren't, that didn't come out in 2022. So like King of Fighters 15 isn't a 2022 game, right? 
Yes, this is a 2022 game. Oh, this okay. is King of Fighters 15. This did release though, this past February, I believe. Oh, okay. So I'm wrong. But there are there are games that like he has talked about where like uh, like they keep getting supportive, like new characters, stuff like that. You can keep you can. He's talking about like well, if, he said yeah. if, if Fortnite wins a game of the year one year, he wouldn't argue with it. There's a good reason for it. Um, so we and we've seen that in fight best fighting game in the past where like games that came out previous in previous years have been nominated again because of like basically like ongoing support for the game. Uh, but yeah, this is kind of like when I talk about like sports racing game being combined together as one, as one category is good. Like I like the fact that best fighting, has its own category, but I feel like, you know, like every category needs to have at least five except game awards. The game of the year has six. Uh, but I feel like maybe you should make it. If there's one thing I would make a difference here is like, if you don't have a fifth, then don't have a fifth. Cause I even like, I believe that the Academy Awards has done that in the past where like they've like some years are like, there's only enough votes for like a category that they only had two. So like, they'll just have two. Um, and maybe they, I, I get that it sucks. You want to give as much, um, um, as many people, as many eyeballs, as many games as possible in here. I get that. Um, yeah, I just like I voted for Sifu. I'm not gonna lie, Gables, because the one I played when I voted for this, uh, well, I played multiverses, but whatever. Um, I don't, I don't know, Gables. I, the, we'll we'll get to, we'll talk about Sifu more later. Uh, I voted, but I would, I my prediction is DMF Duel. But that's only because I watched the uh, what's that? What's the fighting game? The uh, in Vegas X, XO X. Oh, Evo, 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 yeah. That's only because we watched that like that grand finals thing with Evo. Um, yeah, that was some fun shit. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool looking. Um, so I voted for DNF. All right, my prediction is DNF duel. No other reason but that. But uh, I mean, Gables, what, what, you're the fight. You're more of a fighting game expert than me. So, what's your thoughts? First off, seafood does not belong instead of a fucking fight, the fighting game category right here. I mean, it says best fighting, but at the same time, let's look at the let's look at the commonality here of fighting games. You're it's PvP based. It says head to head combat. Yes, head to head combat. Uh, you head butt and Sifu. Still not fighting against another like actual player. You know, it's still it's player versus CPU, player versus player PvP stuff. That's quintessentially what fighting games are. The fact uh, that they had to add Sifu into this category in that regard just tells me how weak the releases for fighting games were yeah. for this year. But it also tells that they were just tossing things together because they f- fucking wanted something there must, extra. Was Did that Persona fighting game come out this year or was that last year? Well, yes, that Persona fighting game came out this year, but it was also a remastered. Is it JoJo's though? That came. Yes, exactly the point. Okay. This is what doesn't make sense about this list. They added in on this list JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle R, which is definitely like a remake, like a remaster of these fucking the game from the PS3, right? Mm. And then here you don't have. If they included something like that, <laughs> why not instead of having <laughs> Sifu on it, have that Persona Four, like. Ultimax game on this fucking thing as well because that one was re-released this year as well. And as in regards to that, you know, it's like you they basically have already gotten like a remastered fighting game that has released previously. Yeah, so there's precedent it, here. 
<laughs> yeah, there is a precedent here. So not only are do they not have their facts on straight in regards to games released this year. Well, didn't they get quote like games. February though? So maybe it's like one of those things where they just you know they they vote for the shit in like early November. So maybe it's like they just by then like I mean who remembers that game? And it just kind of seemed like it came and went. So I don't know. I'm not like I, I agree, but I like I could see when you're voting, and it's just like. I don't know. Like no one's allowed to talk about how the voting process works, uh, which I wish they could. Um, I think that's one rule that's really stupid. Because like, I, like, do you pick five? Do you vote as a committee and everybody gives a vote? Maybe like say twenty people voted, nineteen voted for these four games and one person voted for Sifu, and that's how it got in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I but I, I I wish I knew the process of how these these games are nominated, other than the people right. picking them. I will say this though, it's like I want, I do want DNF Duel to win this category. I mean, wait a minute for DNF Duel. Wait, I think the thing that we're watching though is Guilty Gear Strive, honestly. Oh, but, you're uh, right. So you know, I don't even know. I'm, I'll tell I'm, you what. So I'm gonna stick with my guns with DNF Duel because I don't have a fucking clue. But I, I do. I, in my heart, I want Sifu to win. <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think. I personally do want, like, say, the King of Fighters 15 to go forth because that is actually an established. It is actually established fighting franchise and stuff, the dedicated hardcore base, DNF duel and stuff. It came out during that time period and stuff. People did like it, didn't enjoy it and stuff, but it has not really, like, kept its momentum throughout the entire year like I thought it may have been. But, uh,. You know it's gonna be kind of hilarious though. You're gonna go for it, stick with your duns DNN D and F duel and stuff. I think people are gonna go more or less. The critics and stuff are gonna probably go for like a fucking popularity contest in this regards. Yeah, I'm I not. Think... Yeah, that's I'm... fair. I think it's gonna go with fucking seafood with a shit because I don't think anyone's gonna fucking go for it and go I... with multiverses. I don't think it's. I think even the people that voted on the. Uh... Like, the people that were, like, voting, they were talking about this. Like, the ones I've listened mm-hmm. to. Like, I listen to Easy Allies. Kind of funny. I've heard a couple other people uh, talk about that help vote. Like, Janet Garcia, Jeff Grubb, Mike Bonatti, stuff like that. Pretty much, I mean, obviously, that's, like, a, a very small category of over 100 people. Like, 100 different outlets that vote on this. Uh, but all of them are, like, how did Sifu get on this list? So, I feel like there's enough outrage on outrage. Not, like, really outrage, but you know what I mean. Um where like no one in the right mind is gonna vote on that, so I don't think it's going. I but I I do hope it will win just because of the chaos it would create. For, I'll be perfectly for... honest with you. I think that it's mostly gonna get this vote to be the best fighting in terms of this category, the best fighting, only because you're gonna have a lot of you're gonna have a lot of people like other casual gamers coming through onto this stuff, and they know, oh hey, seafood's on here and stuff like that. You know, I've played that game maybe a little bit or something. They're gonna vote for that as opposed to. Like, uh, you know, DNF Duel or King of Fighters 15. Yeah. Hell, well, there was. You got to remember, fans only count for 10%. Only 10%. So, yeah. So, I mean, they're not going to. In the end, it's going to be the, the people that, you know, the industry that the more hardcore that play these games than. So, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 just, I feel like it's going to be between either Sifu or Multiverses. That's what I kind of feel like it's going to lead I don't down think. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Because I, I feel like. So like multiverses, maybe if it's a popularity contest by far for like the greater world, yes, because that was the one that everybody that play every more people play multiverses than any of the other games. Probably more than all these games combined. Um, well, you know what? As a matter of fact, then that that may just 
be enough for me just to say, you know what, I'm just going to change my voting on that one. I'm just going to think that it's going to be multiverses instead of Sifu. Okay. That's what I'm All thinking. Right. I'm going to pick DNF Duel because I make Arc System works, and I like Dragon Ball Fighters, and I hate Dragon Ball, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to root for them. Um, yep. But yeah, that, that's a weird category. Um. All right, this is where the part where I... Where I... <laughs> Talk about a Nintendo category. <laughs> this is the part where Gable's eyes start to just lose, like, lose my fucking mind. Uh, where we really need to start making some changes to the Game Awards. Categories. I have all the fucking games in this category. <laughs> but, okay, but Gables, hear me out. This game right here I'm hovering over. What's the second word? Strategy. What category is this? Role-playing. <laughs> Isn't there a best strategy game category? Technically, yes. Then why the fuck is Triangle Strategy in the best role-playing category? <laughs> because it's a strategy RPG. <laughs> this is like, I understand, this is like my Sifu in the fighting game category thing. Where we need to fix some shit. Because genres don't matter anymore in gaming. For like the last 15 years, like Call of Duty technically is an RPG. Mass Effect, RPG. Fucking God of War Ragnarok is it technically an RPG. Like they're all everything now. The like I don't I don't have like the answer to fix these, the solution to these. Like but we need to come up with more we need to come up with better categories. Because this genre this genre shit honestly didn't make sense to me when I was reading Nintendo Powers in middle school in the early 2000s. Where I would see best action adventure game, best action game. I'm like, what was the difference? Because it would just be like, oh, Zelda Twilight Princess won it. Well, f- whoop the f- I don't know. Uh, it, what, um, best role playing game. Uh, for the best game design with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. So what we have here is Elden Ring, Live Alive, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I personally voted for Legends, Ar- Legends Arceus because you know, I, I did play a little bit of Live Alive. It didn't click for me, uh, but I, I want Legends Arceus to win. Um, I'm going to vote for uh, Elden Ring is my is my prediction. Okay, obviously, I feel the same way. I feel like I'm going to go with Elden Ring for this pick, only because, for one, out of all these games on here, and I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is the closest in regards to, you know, neck-to-neck. In the hierarchy of things, I would put Triangle Strategy, like, right at the bottom, and then Legends, no, no, Live Alive. After that, then Arceus, then Xenoblade Chronicles 3 would be number two, with Elden Ring at number one. From what I've played from these games in this categories and stuff, all these are pretty solid games. But at the same point, you know, it's like Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Fantastic, like, fantastic game in and of itself. The gameplay's awesome and stuff. Elden Ring is on another level than a lot of these different games here. Even if it's like a Soulsborne game technically and stuff, all the epic moments, all the freaking crazy-ass story stuff, all of, like, the memorable moments for... Me personally going through a whole entire month of fucking just playing just this game is <laughs> part of the reason why I feel like this is the best role playing game this year. Okay. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think the rest of the list totally good is a really good list. I just wish yeah. it was a. I don't. My my big issue with this year is we see Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok, in a lot of categories. Yes, and we I do. I think it's going to suck because we're going to see those games, just dominate those categories, and we're going to yep. just we're going to see those two games dominate the majority of the rest of these categories. Um, yeah, and not enough of these games are going to be, um, get getting get their due. They're not going to win awards, uh, because they're. I don't know. That's that's kind of part of the reason why I wish there was like more. Not maybe not more categories, but better categories than what we have now. But let's move on. Um, and this is exactly what I'm talking. Best action adventure game. <laughs> Plague Tale. This is a fucking list. Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. If. Mm, my prediction is God of War Ragnarok. And here's my thing. I can see on a lot of these lists that we're talking about here, like the majority of these, like these next categories here, you're going to see God of War or Elden Ring and or both on each one as a nomination. Uh, I could see some of these where people are like, well, we're going to vote for it here. So we'll vote for this here instead. So I can see some of these games win because they're like, well, we're going to vote for God of War in this category. So let's vote for this. Well, let's just say example. We'll vote for Tunic in this category because we're going to vote for God of War in that other category. So I can see games win because of that. Uh, but I think the obvious one here is God of War. Um, but I'll make it if let's say that happens. My second answer would probably be Horizon for, for that. But um, I personally voted for Plague Tale Requiem. Just because I wanted to be like I did the thing where it's like, well, I'm, I'm voting for God of War here. So I'm going to vote for Plague Tale here. So, but yeah, so personal pick, Plague Tale, uh, what I think will win God of War, set backup answer, Horizon. Cables. I think it's going to be Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. my pick. Okay. All right. I don't know if you want to elaborate more on any of that, but all right, let's move on. Also, best action adventure game, Stray, really? <laughs> um, there's like, oh, yes. a, there's like a five minute area where you, you get a gun and that's about it uh but let's move on best action game jesus fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> beta th- oh. beta three call of duty Marvel for two <laughs> neon white team and t-shirts revenge and the best fighting game of the year sifu gables you love the fact that the best action game is also the best fighting game in sifu Oh my god, dude! Oh this man, is a fucking, no, no. once again, this is a great. I mean, this has been a fan. This has been like a very deep year of quality games. Yeah, um, it I, has been. Uh, <laughs> I, ooh, god damn, um, all of these make sense to me. Like, like I know it's stupid to say, but like there's an argument for all of them. Um, I'm gonna pick Bayonetta three as my, as my, what I think will win. Uh, but I w- I want my heart wants Shredder's Revenge to win. I just want to see at least Shredder's get one one award this year. Um, but I I think it's Bayonetta. Oh, this is a tough one because a couple of these games I've actually played through here. Oh, man. 
I mean, I love Sifu. I beat that one sitting. Um, I love TMNT. I also beat that one sitting. Bayonetta 3, I beat in uh, essentially a day because Extra Life. So, um, mm. Yeah, and you really enjoyed your time with Bayonetta 3 as well. Yeah. Mm. It's really between two games here for me, and I'm just having a hard time trying to decide which what, one I would think is the best action what, what are the, game. What are the two games you're at? Neon White and Shredder's Revenge. Mm. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to go with Shredder's Revenge because I enjoy the hell of that game. Yeah. And that was one of the best beat-em-up games I have fucking played in quite a long while. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Yeah, we've been blessed with a resurgence of beat-em-up games. Quality yes. beat-em-up yeah. games. I, I've, who, Dottie Moo, they just need to, like, who, someone needs to, like, they need to, like, triple their staff so they can make three games at a time um, so they can put out more games because um, they're fantastic. Uh, if, we, if we can get like an annual game from them without them crunching or anything like that, uh, that would make me very happy. Give me an X-Men mm. game. Give me Shooter mm. Rage 5. Give me another Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I don't give me Captain Planet game. I don't fucking care. Just keep making games. <laughs> They're so fucking good. Uh, you can make a beat-em-up Dragon Ball game. I don't fucking play it. I don't give a fuck. Uh, all right. So you're, we're both at... Uh, so I'm, my prediction is Bayonetta, but my heart wants Shredder's Revenge, and you're picking Shredder's Revenge? Okay. That's right. All right, let's move on. Can we just get best VR? AR. I'm just gonna go Among Us, and that's it. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Among Us as well. But yeah, we don't <laughs> want to. Not an educated guess here. Uh, I do want Moss Book uh, Moss Book Two to win though. Uh, innovation and accessibility. Uh, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played enjoyed by an uh, even wider audience. Um, so we have As Dust Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return of Monkey Island, Last of Us Part 1, The Quarry. So I have played four of these five. The only one I didn't play is Monkey Island. Uh, As Dust Falls um, does have really good... Uh, I will. The Quarry and As Dust Falls has very similar... Um, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, accessibility. And they really they make it so like you can... They kind of like slow down like how long time as far as like the make decisions and i think like as this fall even has the option i think you can just like there is no like time limit you could just pick i don't remember if Corey has that uh cory has way more accessibilities but uh um last part one that i think this is like the best category if it was gonna be nominated for any category makes a lot of sense because that was like the one argument you can't make up against it was like uh now i seen like um uh steve uh god spain i believe his name is uh, who's he's like he's done like the accessibility he's been a huge person um as far as like helping out with like accessibility and gaming and then steve sailor the blind gamer um mm-hmm. also he even like uh he helped actually those two actually help uh companies especially like sony and playstation with accessibility options in their games um <clears throat> that's like the big thing you hear about last part one is like you can't deny is like there's a lot of people that could play that game now for the first time and that's awesome uh but i think it's gonna be i I can see God of War Ragnarok win this one because, like, like there's even accessibility options that I use in that game. Like, because no. like, these are so good. Like, one of them was, like, you can make it so it auto-picks up stuff for you, which just oh, that's right. really well, uh, really well made. You can, like, or there's the ones where you can, like, slow down time. So, like, some of the time puzzles, uh, I didn't do that one, but, like, I was looking at it. I was looking at, I always, like, looking at the options. Uh, I think I always got, like, especially the colorblind thing, because I was, like, Justin is colorblind. Um, and I always think that's kind of fascinating. Um, I like to like look at the options. 
So I got a Ragnarok has like a ton of like options. So like even like people of us don't have accessibility issues like that we can look at. And so my, my prediction is God of War Ragnarok because like I think there's just like they just built upon kind of what we've seen like uh, like really Naughty Dog kicked it off with Uncharted 4 um, and they added basically what's from Uncharted 4 into Last of Us Part 1 uh, or really Last of Part 2 into Last of Us Part 1. But Ragnarok just takes it to the next level. Uh, so I think it's going to be uh, Ragnarok. I go with Ragnarok as well in this one. Yeah. And I think this one is like I mean, all these really well deserved. I love the fact that these is like I like that it's a common thing. I always love hearing the shit. So like just there's so many great games out there. I, I want more people to play them. So that's more people can enjoy the games I love. That's awesome. Um Best Community Support, recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive inclusive of social media activity and game update patches. So we have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, No Man's Sky. I voted for Fortnite. I could see Final Fantasy. I think that will win it because In Walker came out in December, and that's yeah. kind of what we're looking at here. And Final Fantasy fourteen was so fucking popular, they had to stop selling the game because they couldn't keep up with uh, keep up with uh, all the the uh, servers and stuff. So uh, I'm going Final Fantasy fourteen on this one only because not just the In Walker content, not just the fact they had to stop selling the game because of that stuff. But because the continuous support and stuff for the community stuff is fantastic in regards to the overall feel of like just the whole, just the whole feel of like that, just that community aspect to like uh, that game in itself apparently is fairly good from yeah. what I understand. And it seems like between like the five, um, at no point in time did anybody call like you look at like Fortnite and Final Fantasy fourteen. At no point did anybody call that a dead game. We're like, no, I mean, Destiny 2, like there's a point where like everybody's like, that's oh, a dead game. And then like, even yeah. you, you fell off for a long time. Uh, Apex pissed everybody off because like the, the there's so many issues with like the game being hacked and stuff like that. And No Man's Sky is just kind of a game that kind of goes dormant for a while and then they get a they get a big release. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's Final Fantasy 14, but um, I like Fortnite, personal vote Fortnite. So uh, moving on, though, here, both now we're going to we just get both best mobile game. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, but I think it's Marvel Snap. So, can I just say it's really oh. hilarious that they actually put Diablo Immortal inside of this fucking best mobile I, game? <laughs> what's What's crazy is everybody seems to like that like, playing that game, but it's just so. Um, I think, yeah, Diablo oh, Immortal oh. actually sounds like it's a really good game. It's just, man, Michael transaction to hell. So yeah, man, I don't see it. But anyway, yeah, we can skip this category. All right. <laughs> indie game so we already okay. did we did best debut now we're at best indie game uh we have cult of the lamb neon white sifu stray and tunic um gables you got anything on this one out of the god you know what out of all this and stuff like that i feel like that neon white's gonna win the best indie okay. that's what i feel i think I think Neon White will either win debut or indie. Um, I feel like so. I think Neon White and Stray will will take. They'll each take one of the two. So I pick I Stray for best debut. I'm gonna pick Neon White here because of that. But I think you can vice versa those. Uh, I personally voted Sifu uh, on for this, but uh, I can see Cult of the Lamb winning it, man. I really do. I think. Um, people really seem to love that game and it, like it really had its moment. Um, I just don't know how big of a moment it had. Uh, you know, where like it, it, it's recent enough that it was, you know, it was August it came out. So 
not like mm-hmm. an old old game, but yeah, like uh, yeah, I think it's Neon White though. Just, but I mean, like I said, neither of these ones will will shock me. If you could tell me the one, it won't shock me. I think this is just a, man. Some of these lists you just look at, and it's like yeah, all these make sense. Like, uh, and this is one of those too. But let's move on. Um, best ongoing. Oh God! Final it's Fantasy a, fourteen. Yeah, so we have Apex Legends, Destiny two, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, Genshin Impact. It's kind of the same list where you, but you like you add Genshin Impact where instead of a No Man's Sky, but I think it's Final Fantasy fourteen. The one this what too, but I, I picked Fortnite. So, uh, moving on here, games for impact for a thought provoking game with a pro social meaning or message. Um, I really liked Memoir Blue. I really liked Dust Falls. Citizen Sleepers, people seem to love that game. Endling Extinction for for uh, Extinction is forever. I really like. I really want to play the game, but I think it's gonna make me cry a lot, so I didn't play it. Uh, Hindsight did make me play play uh, cry a lot, so I stopped playing it. Um, and uh, as a teenage uh, teenage exo colonist, I did. I don't even know what the hell that game is. Uh, I like the art style, uh, but um, I mean, Gills, what are you thinking here in this one, buddy? Dude, I have not even played a lot of any of the games in this category. And quite honestly, I am not sure how to go with this stuff. I think I'm going to go with Citizen Sleeper, though. Yeah, I think it's going to be Citizen Sleeper. Uh, I, I don't really know either. Uh, I think it's almost one we can skip. But uh, I picked uh, As Dust Falls just because I liked it the most. But I don't. I really don't know what 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 it, uh, games for impact means, so I don't I don't know. So yeah, it's such a vague category, and a lot of these yeah, game I choices mean, that I have here, I mean, some of them, some of them have been rated all right and stuff. Some have been kind of laughable in regards to the presentation style. Some of them have been praised because of their messaging stuff. It's just yeah. this is too vague of a category for me. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm I'm going to say sleep just because of a popularity contest. So. Um, Let's move on, though. Best performance. Man, what a fucking list we got here, man. We have um, Ashley Birch from Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, she played Aloy. Uh, and play, uh, played Tale Requiem. Uh, we have Charlotte uh, McBurney. Uh, she played Amicia. Uh, that's that's my my best impression of the, the little boy from um, Plague Tale. Uh, we have Christopher Judge from God of War Ragnarok. He played Kratos. Uh, Manion Gage, uh, she she was a lead person from Immortality, which is a game that I've been meaning to play forever because um, it's everybody's talking about it. And after these nominations, like okay, uh, when I have time, I'm gonna have to play this game because it looked really good when it came out. It's one of the highest rated games of the year. Uh, and then we have Sunny Soljic, uh, who played Atreus from God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I'm gonna pick uh, Christopher Judge here. Um, because he did not win in 2018. Uh, Sam Marston, I believe is his name, from Red Dead Redemption 2, the guy who played him, won. Uh, so I kind of look at this like almost as like kind of like uh, in uh, with the Academy Awards with uh, Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, which was the, the final Lord of the Rings movie, mm-hmm. where that like won all the awards because it was kind of like, a, um, like here's all your your flowers now because this is the last one where like even though you're the worst of the three movies we're gonna give you all the awards just because this is it for you kind of thing and uh i mean well, obviously we don't know if this is it for christopher judge's kratos but this is kind of the end of the duality of this uh so i think i think it's for christopher judge hmm. but i want personally i want charlotte uh i want 
Charlotte McBurney from Playtale Requiem to win just because I really liked Amicia in that game. Now, granted, I do like Christopher Judge's voice acting from what I have played, not only just of God of War 2018, but also Ragnarok so far and stuff. But some just tells me, man, that it's going to go to the voice actress and stuff for immortality. I mean, that game, that game has been on the tops of people's lists in regards to some of the best games they've played the entire year. Open Critic has had immortality rated high and stuff. And this is like the lead actress, mind Mm -hmm. you, right? So she has to have done something utterly fantastic of a performance and stuff if it contributes to why people have been considering it one of their favorite games of the year. So I'm going to go with Cage and stuff like that. Gage, right? Uh, Manion Gage, yeah. Uh, yeah, Gage. I can yeah. see that. It's kind of like um, the way I played Lady D in Resident Evil 8 or like um, right. last year she won. And yeah. um, the voice actor that played uh, Senua from uh, Hellblade. Mm-hmm. That one I can see that where it's like, yeah, it's a, maybe not the best game technically, but it's like, man, like your your performance stood out and it's so different from everybody else's. So uh, it wouldn't shock me. Like That would probably, yeah, if you had me rank them, that'd probably be like two, I guess. But I, I would love to see Christopher Judge, Judge at least at least one. Well, I, I agree with so. you. You know, I mean, I would like to see Christopher Judge kind of win this award as well, though. But I kind of feel like in reality, it's going to be Gage that's going to yeah. win this award. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they did one game of the year in 2018, so, but I don't know. Hmm. Uh, best audio design. I don't fuck cup clue here. We got Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Grand Turismo 7, Horizon Forbidden West. Audio design. <sighs> I'm recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. Okay. Um, it's I, basically a toss-up here. <laughs> I kind of think Grand Turismo 7, maybe, because it's like, it's so specific. To like, I mean, they did the whole like uh, PlayStation State of Play talking about how like they had like a whole section in there about how they're getting the the sounds for some of these some of the cars and some of the stuff that was going on in that game. So like, yeah, I can see that that way. This this is a category to where it feels like that uh, fucking Gran Turismo Seven is gonna win this, huh? Yeah, I don't have a clue. I mean, if it did, <laughs> this would be the one where it's like, yeah, it makes sense to me. Where it's like. Yeah, I don't, it makes sense though. I'm gonna I'm gonna still say fuck you and just go with Elden Ring. <laughs> that's that's fine. I don't I don't really yeah, I don't like really, I don't really fully understand like I'm not good at like I agree dude. parsing I, that I stuff. Really so. Like they all sound fantastic to me. So yes. um, at least I of the, the three of the five I played. But uh yeah, I I'm gonna go with Grand Shadow Seven just because it's different, I guess. Um But yeah. I yeah, I mean Call of Duty also makes sense because like Sound design is yeah. also really good in that game. So, um, moving on now. Best score in music. Uh, Playtale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Metal Hellsinger, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is some good stuff here. <laughs> I, to me, it's a, like, I, I guess I would pick. Oh, man. Like, it's. I voted God of War, but like I, I can, I really liked Playtale Requiem's music in that game, and I love the sound design in that game. Where like, like you can like when the music would pick up uh, a lot, where like you could like the music would like start to change when like the rats were gonna sh- like show up. Uh, I love like just little subtle things like that. Metal Hellsinger though, I think really could win it because they literally Absolutely. they took like they have a like. They made like over 200 songs for this game. They got like 
singers and bands uh like and they got like, well renowned like metal yes, singers and yes to so, like make game songs just for this game so i kind of think it would be awesome like i kind of want to see metal health singer win this even though i didn't really like it's not a game for me but i think it'd just be kind of cool to, to fucking see that game to win Oh my god! If you've had a chance to listen to like the soundtrack for Metal Hellsinger, I mean, fuck, dude, this is some good fucking yeah music <laughs> inside of yeah. that fucking. I game. only played the demo, so I, yeah, I don't. Oh yeah. Like, from what I heard, I'm like, okay, like it's not for me, but it's like, man, I think it'd just be badass for one. I will say though, Xenoblade Chronicles Three that has a great soundtrack. Elden Ring obviously does have a great soundtrack as well. I have listened to some of Metal Hellsinger's soundtrack and stuff. It is a banger. I do love that one. Out of a Ragnarok, I've heard like maybe a couple of different things in regards to its soundtrack, but it sounds like it's definitely up we, there as well. Can we talk about snubs for a second, Gables? Though, all right. Kirby is literally Kirby in the Forgotten Land, literally nominated for a Grammy this year for best soundtrack. That's true. It was Shredder's Revenge. Literally had a Wu Tang song about fighting yes, Shredder. Yes, absolutely. What Ghostface Killer? Yes. <laughs> What in the fuck? And then here we are for like the best soundtrack and stuff. You have these games, but yet we snub the ones that actually had something that was probably the most memorable. In yeah, terms the of- most unique. Uh, yeah, I think the yeah I think the problem is like uh, Kirby is like the best part of that. The best music in that game was like the very fucking end. Uh, but yeah, I just I just wish that like uh, I mean I want that orc the game of the year or the game awards orchestra to play the Kirby fucking music like that's all i want and like or like also the the shredded revenge if they just find a way to work in that wu-tang song that'd be great too um god damn this is gonna be a tough choice for me to actually go forth and pick here but uh i'm gonna go with the one i'm most familiar with and that's elden ring okay all right i i, I voted god of War ragnarok but i personally would like to see mel hilsinger just because i think it'd be kind of cool i understand um, yeah I'm moving on here. Best art direction. We have Elder. Fuck. Yo, Gables, can you do me a favor? I got a P. Uh, can yeah. you read off the five and then kind of give your prediction? I'll be right back. All right. So we have the best art direction here. And so obviously number one is Elden Ring. Number two, God of War Ragnarok. Number three, Horizon Forbidden West. Number four, Scorn. And lastly, number five, Stray. Granted. From an art direction, all of these games do hold merit. I do understand the fact of why they would add in, say, Scorn, because of its all grotesque sort of art direction in that regards. I mean, quintessentially, you could make a case that that's probably the best thing about Scorn, as the gameplay, from what I've heard, I heard is kind of boring and repetitive. <coughs> as in regards to... Everything else seems like it was kind of a uh, afterthought, but the art direction definitely is unique in that regards. Stray has fantastic art direction, in my honest opinion. That whole like cyberpunk post-apocalyptic sort of feel to its atmosphere when you're exploring things as the cat. But in regards to a lot of the art direction stuff, I mean, God of War Ragnarok... And Horizon, Forbidden West, and Elden Ring, those three have absolutely fantastic art styles. I mean, fantastic, like, directions and what makes their worlds, like, more 
livid, like more vibrant, more like, you know, alive as in regards to any of the other games on this list. But I will say, though, it's like the art direction for all of these games may be unique in their own different ways. I would kind of think that Ragnarok and Forbidden West, in terms of their art styles, are somewhat but not kind of like in similar type of styles. But God of War Ragnarok, I definitely feel like is probably the stronger of those two. But if I had to go with like art direction in general and stuff, I know this is going to be kind of redundant for me, but I'm going to go with Elden Ring because mm. it has some of the most unique. It has definitely has, even though it's not like the performance of like uh, as crisp or some like vistas and stuff like say within Ragnarok or what's presented inside of Forbidden West, or even if it's like so abstract and stuff unique, kind of like what Stray has and stuff like that. Elden Ring definitely has that overall grandiose in regards to the overworld land and stuff to where you can actually see like the center of the world and stuff, the center with a huge old freaking like uh, tree, I think with a big old ring and the metal and stuff and all the atmosphere, and all the other type of Gothic stylings and stuff around with the creatures and everything else. It feels like the most desolate, the most gritty, the most like uh, the most like a uh, freaking post-apocalyptic style of uh, medieval art style that I could actually remember playing instead of a video game. But I think that Elden Ring definitely has the best art direction. Okay. Um, I think if this was the Giant Bomb Game Awards uh, and Jeff Gersman was voting for... If this was the category for best style. Um, mm. Scorn would win with a bullet. Um, I actually wanted to... St- say that like jeff gerson did yeah uh, but uh for this i think it's Elden ring uh i do agree with you on though i think it's gonna probably be that uh like yeah like i think horizons i love like the art, i love what they do with it i love the look of a lot of things but it's like look at god of war and horizon like they've done like definitely some of the bosses and some of the characters they created in some of these games are like definitely fantastic uh but it's just a prettier it's it's definitely a much nicer looking version of those with uh some cool new characters added um stray is definitely i love the way that game looks i think the, yeah like, like love the world's and love all that but uh yeah i'm with you i think it's gonna be Elden ring um i think just the the spider finger things alone should probably just make it <laughs> oh yeah the spider fingers and like the whole yeah those that was definitely an experience of itself going to a forest and all of a sudden have all these like freaking spider fingers just crawling all over the place like whoa no <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but best narrative here for mo- for outstanding storytelling and a narrative development in a game. Uh, we have Playtale, Requiem, Elden Ring, Gatwell, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality. Uh, look at this. I love the story in Playtale, Requiem. I love the... It's Gatwell, Ragnarok, obviously my personal pick. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I really like the way that story went, but it's like... I wouldn't call Horizon like a top-tier story. Um, to me, it's between... Elden, I, I, I see. I'm hearing a lot of support for Elden Ring. Uh, you know, I know the game doesn't have like a, a story in like the way we we talk about story in a game. We don't it doesn't have it. it. Has a lot of lore, uh, stuff like that. Um, but it has a lot of lore. It does have like a lot of different types of uh, 
hints and references to different portions of narrative stuff, but we're looking at like the best overall narrative of a video game in this regards, like everything all together and stuff. Like, yeah, I, th- I think it's between God of War or Immortality. I think those are like the two best picks. I'm gonna pick God of War just because pop, just do the popularity contest. But if it's not God of War, I think it's Immortality. I think one of the biggest strengths inside of this category for Immortality is its story in that regards. So I'm going to go Immortality for my pick. Everything else, God of Ragnarok or Elden Ring would win and stuff like that. But I feel like in terms of this category, if the strongest inside of this category in general, I think Immortality just has that strongest hook in regards to its story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the story is that game. So, yeah, I can can see it. Um, next up here, best game direction. We have Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. Um, awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation, game direction and design. Uh, I'm going to pick Immortality. You're going to pick Immortality? Because it's so different from the rest. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Elden Ring is... I'm sorry, but like... Real fast. Elden Ring is, it's it's a soul like it's the it's from software. It's it's still like kind of the same direction. God of War, same thing. It's one there's no camera shifting stuff like that. Horizon Forbidden West, same thing. Stray is different, but it's you know I don't I don't think it's like vastly different from any other gaming. I think it's Immortality. Okay, you're gonna go with Immortality in that regards. When I think about the game, best game direction and stuff like that. I'm thinking of like uh, something that kind of led to the overall payoff at the end or quintessentially the whole build of the journey from beginning to end. Not just like a story perspective, but just in the grand scheme of how things kind of went inside of like a crescendo. And then all of a sudden it just started dwindling off towards the end and past the epilogue type of stuff. But mostly what I'm getting at is I'm looking at games from this list here that gave you that big sense of scale and stuff that the developers knew they could go into a specific direction and stuff to make the gamer feel like they're going through like an epic sort of scale, you know, feel like they going through this vast roller coaster up and downs and stuff like that. So even though I did vote from immortality in regards to the whole like story, they'll driven like story stuff like that. But in terms of like creative vision and innovation inside of game direction and design and stuff, this is going to be a controversial pick for, obviously, I'm going to go with Stray for this one. Hmm. Okay, yeah, be- I'm, okay. The reason why I went with Stray for this one is because if we're talking about like a creative aspect, I mean, we can give it, we could definitely see that Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, and Horizon Forbidden West definitely do have great game direction in terms of the stuff. But if we're looking at creativity in terms of innovation and like a specific type of category in that regards i mean quintessentially i mean all these like the previous games with the exception of like immortality since that thing has pretty much debuted pretty much this year in this regards elder ring that's based upon games that came before it in regards to the whole dark Souls stuff god of War ragnarok more evolution in regards to god of war 2018 horizon forbidden west and stuff like that that was a sequel to like uh, Zero Dawn and stuff, building upon the core of that stuff. And even though they do have creative aspects and some of that stuff, the entire game design in of itself, I feel like it's more akin to 
either between Immortality and Stray, but since Immortality is more focused upon the story and not more or less of like, well, it definitely does have a creative vision, I will say that. But in terms of how the simplicity goes and how things went from beginning to end, I really kind of like Stray in this category because it's like, you don't know throughout the entirety of this game and stuff like what your, I mean, your overall thing is like, you got to escape from the underworld, like the, uh, the whole crater stuff and all this underground, like post-apocalyptic city to get into like uh, the, the forest or the in back into the wild, just to get out of that stuff. But how you go through different amount of stuff and what you encounter along the way and stuff. I felt like that was great in terms of just the direction of the game itself. And you had a whole bunch of creative ways you can go through and solve puzzles and this and that is the cat. And like, that's why I kind of feel like straight is probably not the best game direction. Okay. All right. Well, I'm picking on mortality, picking Stray. So I mean, okay. it's just one of those things where it's like if you either win, I can't like you can't really argue it. I feel like so. Um, but last but not least, here we have game of the year. So we we talked about we talked about last week where we were like, what's the six? And we all had we we had Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, and Horizon were the three for sure's. I'm like, okay, there's always the indie game and there's always the Nintendo game that get added. So we didn't know what those were, but um, I we named we rattled off a bunch of uh, indie games, and mm. I don't think either of us had Stray. And our big thing no. was like, okay, what's that sixth game gonna be? Um, and I, I man, I'm not happy about it, Gables. A lot of people talk shit about Playtale, and I'm like, did you like, you didn't? Did you even play that game? Yeah, because fuck off. That game is very good. Um, but we have the Playtale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok. Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So speaking of Stray, um, Stray, take a lot of strays this week, man. People have just been fucking that game up um, with a lot of, like, why is that here? And, like, it is the odd man out where, like, there's always that, like, that that indie game that gets the nod. And yeah. like I said, we, not, we named off a half dozen games this year. Like, okay, what's the indie game that's going to get the nod? And it's like, I thought for sure it was either going to be Sifu or Neon White. I thought those were my two that were like, really right. like the indie games that really blew up, like kind of went past, like that just weren't in like the gaming bubble, but also kind of grew up. And it's like, well, Stray yeah. was it was a Stray is a, it's a good game. It's a very good game. Uh, and you could argue that it actually did blow up upon its yeah, release. No, it, that, that's yeah, that's why that's where I could see it because I think a lot of people probably. Probably a lot more people that vote on these the nominees probably played it because it's a cat game. So I can, yep, I can, I, I get why it probably was nominated. Um, should it still be nominated in this? This is, I would like to go back and look at all the nominees. That's not 2014 because 2014 was just a bad year in general. Uh, and this might be one of the weakest. That might be the weakest game to ever make game of the year and i'm like i like that game a lot i really like that game i beat it in one sitting um but uh yeah i'm in agreement i'm in agreement with stray in regards to the indie games that were released this year having that be the nomination like the indie nomination for game of the year i feel like that that doesn't make any type of sense whatsoever it's (laughs) but uh at the same point you know it's like I can understand why that this initially was put there, and that yeah, was, and it was probably mostly due to like uh, popularity contest, a, a lot of the popularity contest stuff going around there. But what I will say in 
the rest of the list, though, I do agree with. You know, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 getting the nod here for a game of the year, like over, like, uh, say, Bayonetta 3 or, like, any other games that were released this year and stuff. I think that's a that's actually fantastic that it got the nomination for that, for just being nominated for the game of the year category for this event, because it's a definitely, it's definitely like a big high in regards to the series itself from where it initially came from Xenoblade Chronicles and the sequel and this and that, you know, great gameplay story elements and stuff are good from what I have understood. But uh, as in regards to the whole aspect of game of the year, I know that Stray and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 are not going to be winning this. And as in regards to Plague Tale Requiem, as good of a game as it is from what I've seen from reviews and from what hearing what people have talked about it, I don't think that's game of the year either. Horizon Forbidden West, unfortunately, is the victim of like having two of the biggest game releases releasing in the same year as it's released. It got overshadowed, obviously, back... By its own publisher. Yeah, by its own publisher, quintessentially, right? But even for, like, the past couple of years, when Horizon Zero Dawn came out, that was overshadowed by by Breath of the Wild. Yeah. That ended up becoming a game game of the year of a lot of people's lists. Gables, it's the thing I said... I mean, I literally said this the week it came out. What's the thing that Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West have in common? (laughs) The week after they came out, the highest rated game of all time came out. Breath of the Wild. And then with with, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, Elden Ring. Yep. Came out the week after. So both those games, not only were they overshadowed in the same year, they're overshadowed in the same week that they came out. With that said, if it had been any other year, this would Horizon Forbidden West, in my honest opinion, would have taken a Game of the Year category. But because it's inside of Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok in the same year, and you hit the nail on the head. Elden Ring released the week after Horizon Forbidden West, and it's one of the best-rated games on Open Critic, on Metacritic. It's both Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok have something in common is like both of these games are one of are a few of the actual games that were rated 90 and above. Yeah. 95 and 94. 95 and 94 respectively. Both are amazing experiences. You've played through the entirety of God of War Ragnarok. I've played through the entirety of Elden Ring. I'm still playing through Ragnarok in and of itself, but I have been highly enjoying what I have been playing and stuff. But here's the thing about this, though. Back when the original God of War 2018 released that one game of the year over Red Dead Redemption 2, Mm. I'm thinking possibly something like this may happen in regards to this event. So I feel like I feel like God of War Ragnarok is going to win this. Okay. I do feel like God of War Ragnarok is going to win this, even though I do like Elden Ring and wish it would win. My pick is going to go for Ragnarok. Hmm. Okay. Um, I voted God of War, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I've beaten one, two, four of these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like four of these games. Three of these are top, for sure, top ten games of my year on my on my top ten list. Um, 
I think it's gonna be Elden Ring. If you look at the history of the Game Awards, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's very rarely is it like, like it's not. It's usually not the sequel that gets it, especially like. I mean, 2020, he had Last of Us Part 2, which, I mean, I think that was obvious. I think no, there wasn't really a real, real, real competition uh, for that one. Um, right. 2021, It Takes Two won it, and that game was just entirely different from anything else. And also, 2021 wasn't like a over, like a well, yeah. super duper great year. Sekiro won it um, in 2019, but that was also like a weird year as well. But, um, I mean, that was probably the best game. 2018 was God of War, like you said. But, I mean, God of War came out of nowhere. Uh, I feel. I mean, it didn't come out of nowhere because it's got a war, but like, I think from what we anticipated and what we got was just entirely different. Um, Twenty seventeen with Breath of the Wild that was a game changer, um, yep. literally a game changer. Uh, Twenty sixteen, I think it was Uncharted four. Yeah, it was but Uncharted I mean, four. I mean, yeah, technically those that was a sequel, but like it was so different from the rest. Where it's like, you know, this wasn't just like ah, we're just. You know, it's just like a better. It's like it's, you know, God of War Ragnarok is a great game. It's the greatest game of all time to me. Uh, but it, it built upon a sequel and it made things better. And like that's kind of the thing about it. It's like we built upon a thing, and we made things better. But Elden Ring is literally like we always talk about like oh the Breath of Wilding it. It's like we talk about like we want the like we're, we like Pokemon like okay this is the Breath of the Wild of Pokemon, and mm-hmm. it's like we talk about like we look at like Sonic Frontiers. And I want to, I want to, I want to find something here. Give me a second here. Bear with me for a minute. Uh, Imran Khan, uh, I, I subscribed to him on uh, Patreon. He had a really good post uh, talking about uh, um, Sonic Frontiers, and I want to find it. Uh, okay. So bear with me because there's a lot here. So he said. Because like they were talking, they're kind of speaking out about like Song for Tears are speaking out like about Breath of the Wild being or about mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, kind of like, um, inspiring them like oh this is not a Breath of the Wild game this Breath of the Wild doesn't do with this, uh, it's kind of what he said, uh, which first of all what an actual insane thing to say because basically from um, this is what they said. Uh, the, the the director of the game from the development team's perspective they're going out and making an Ash game. That they see Breath of the Wild as a role-playing game. It's not similar at all to the action game that they are making. Um, which this is Ingram Khan for the rest of the way. Which, first of all, what an actual insane thing to say. You don't begin and end comparisons at genre, especially when they're as fluid as both Sonic Frontiers and Breath of the Wild. Second, holy shit, this game wants to be Breath of the Wild so bad, and it's so fucking weird that they're just not admitting it. There's musical musical motives, motives are that are identical. The game cr- clearly wants to uh, ape one of the best games of all time, and I don't get why they're running away from that. Uh, getting, I don't, I don't understand. I'm sorry, I don't get why they're they are running away from that comparison. Under, um, other than having to admit it doesn't match up. Honestly, more games should take influence from each other, and and they should be open. Uh, should do it openly. The idea that ideas have to spring completely uninfluenced from someone's brain to be good is specific only to creating video games. We don't tear down a movie for being influenced by Scorsese or a book for smelling a bit too much like F. Scott Fitzgerald. Uh, If we admit these influences, we can also probably start applying them better. Song Frontiers apes a lot of Zelda's superficial aspects, but doesn't take the influence to heart to rethink the fundamentals of Sonic. 
That's what a Breath of the Wild a moment for the series should mean. Not soft piano music over a sweeping vista. And we hear that, and that's the kind of thing we talk about. We talk about like Breath of, when we talk about like the first time we saw Pokemon or Pokemon Legends Arceus, that first trailer we got, it was just a ripoff of the Breath of the Wild. Like they showed like the. Uh, they showed the vista. They played the little right. the little piano notes. Uh, like, oh, okay, oh, that reminds me of Breath of the Wild. Which, oh, hey, I like Breath of the Wild. So, hey, I'm gonna like this. Elden Ring made didn't just rip off Breath of the Wild. They said, hey, let's make an Elden Ring game. Well, let's make a FromSoft game. If it were Breath of the Wild, like, and they did that. They didn't just make a Breath of the Wild game. They made their style of game that if it were made by the Nintendo people that made Breath of the Wild. And it's one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, I didn't like that game, and I'm willing to admit that. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm willing to admit those type of things. Um, and I've said all year long, I've known that this would be the matchup. God of War versus Elden Ring. And I apologize, Imran Khan, for reading your Patreon uh, <laughs> uh, article, part of it. Uh Live on air. I apologize that, uh, but it was so good. I had to, I had to repeat it. Um, but yeah, like they didn't just rip off Breath of the Wild. They they were inspired by it and they made their own thing out of it. They built upon Breath of the Wild and made it better. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. To me, like I want God of War Ragnarok to win, obviously, but it has to be Elden Ring. It has to be. I that's understand my, that. That's my prediction. So. <laughs> but yeah. Alrighty. Alrighty. Well, that well, that went a lot longer than I thought. I thought this was gonna take us like forty minutes. <laughs> so uh <laughs> we're like an hour and a half in. Uh so yeah, but thank you guys so much for listening to all this. Uh please check back in a few days. We'll be back with a normal episode. Uh we'll be talking about Gables and I will I'll have more time to play Pokemon. Uh hopefully I'll have more time to play some other games as well and Whatever news happened, you know, we've got Thanksgiving, so who knows what the fuck's going on in gaming, if if anything. But um, please check us back out in a few days. Like, follow, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, look at the descriptions down below. You see all the links to Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. So please, like I said, like, follow, subscribe, share, tell your friends, all that would really help us out. Uh, I was your host, Tyler. I have been Colonel Gables. Till next time, play some fun games, and thank you for listening in to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Yep. Too sweet? Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. (laughs) See ya.